everyone, this is Maria. And this is Christina. We are two good friends, young wives, and lovers of good food and the outdoors. So grab a mug of tea and join us for this conversation we call Real Life. Hey podcast listeners, it's Christina here, joining you guys for a quick mini-sode on starting seeds. It is one of my favorite times of year. I love just the little hints of spring that are popping up. Um, Still not a lot of green. I've been looking for uh, leeks and things to forage because that is my first sign of planting the garden outside. And they have not popped up yet. If you're in more of a city setting, you can look for when do the tulips start to peek out of the ground and their first two leaves Um, that's a great sign of it's time to plant those cold hearty vegetables that we love so much like peas and radishes um, and some spring greens but right now as we wait we can still be starting seeds right So the first thing that I get started, um, sometimes I start as early as mid-February, but it's not too late even now, is my onions. I love starting onions from seed instead of from a um, set like they sell sometimes at tractor supply stores and farm stores. Seeds that are started from onions seem to be a little bit more durable and rugged. They grow a little bit faster, and you don't have that weird outer casing that a set um, has around an onion because it's basically an old onion that was started and then pulled early, dying away and nourishing the new plant when you plant a set. So I highly recommend you try starting onions from seed. You want to use... um a cell tray that's got very small plugs. So um, I can't even remember how many, but it's the plugs are usually only an inch by an inch. Um, that's all they need because the onions grow up and straight and they don't need a lot of room to push out at that point. Uh, one of the tricks is, so I sew one, two, two onions in a cell and then as they start to get tall you can actually cut them so that they're not leggy and they make a very sturdy stock. So every couple weeks I'll trim them just like a haircut straight across with some scissors and then I can plant them outside as soon as I start to see the tulips and the leeks and the daffodils come up. Uh, The next thing that I like to get started are my spring greens. I love doing lettuce mixes that are beautiful colors. Um, I use uh, something called trout back lettuce, which looks like the back of a a trout fish. Um, And then I mix it in with red and green romaine and maybe some arugula or different things, the frizzy lettuce. I put them all in a tray together and I kind of scatter the seeds about uh, two to three per cell in a little bit bigger tray than what I was starting the onions in. And by time those guys are starting to come up, they can be planted at any time um, outside, especially if you're using row cover or a raised bed. So I love, love starting these things. They're the first fruits of the garden that you then harvest in like May or April. So after all of my spring, early spring favorite vegetables are in my cell trays, the next thing I like to plant are slow growing flowers and herbs. So these are not 
not your sunflowers or your zinnias. Those tend to grow pretty fast, but more things like lavender, chamomile, sage, um, and thing, and then certain types of mint sometimes take a while to establish. So um, do your research, read on the back of the seed packets and see what uh, is a very quick growing herb and what is a short growing herb. An example of a quick growing herb would be like basil or cilantro. Those you can often just direct seed right into the garden and they do fine. So I get those herbs in and those definitely need to be on a heat mat, sometimes with a moisture dome, as long as you're checking it to make sure it's not too moist in there. Um, But that will uh, definitely increase your success of germination because they are harder to get to sprout compared to things like radishes, which you would just sow right on the soil anyhow. Um, So definitely get those started this time of year earlier. And then you can move into things like peppers. Peppers like to have an early hot start um, and they do take some time. And so next I sow peppers. After all my peppers are sown and it's been a week or two, I'll sow my tomatoes because tomatoes um, do need some time, but they can get leggy very fast. So if you do not have like a commercial high tunnel that you're starting things in where you have full spectrum sun, starting tomatoes inside is ideal for only four to five weeks before your last frost date. Um, so that puts us like at April 15th in the Alfred area. A lot of people start tomatoes earlier, which is fine. Um, you just may deal with stunted tomatoes when you finally get them out because they're a little laggy, um, and they just didn't have enough sunlight because of just the limitations that starting seeds indoors presents. So, um, and then other things you can start are things like slips for potatoes, Some people like to transplant corn, which can be really time-consuming. However, um, if if you're meticulous, you can actually do it the right way in a a large soil block and get a head start on your corn if you only grow a handful of uh, something like popcorn. Uh, So there's lots of fun things to start. And then you can get into those quicker-growing flowers like zinnias um, and quicker-growing herbs just to get a jump start. I always recommend for things that do best to seed outside, uh, sowing them indoors if you're going to use a large container so that you're not destroying the roots at all when you're transplanting. Basically, you're tricking that plant into thinking it never was transplanted. Some things like onions do fine when they're transplanted out, but other things like squash, cucumbers, they really prefer to be direct sown. However, with our short season, it's very hard to be patient, and we do want to get a head start on growing and having cucumbers at a reasonable time. So uh, don't be discouraged if people say direct sow only. Just use a larger pot. So let's talk about soil mix. Oftentimes what I do is buy these big five foot, uh, or I think they're five cubic foot cubes, from greenhouses, Amish suppliers. Um, Sometimes you'll find them at like a hardware store as well. But they're um, a a large hefty, they're like a sawdust cube 
a full of soil. It's just a, a soil mix, a neutral mix. And so it'll have things like peat moss and organic matter, but it's sterile. And then I'll inoculate it with um, a bacteria <clears throat> that's like a root stimulating bacteria. And sometimes I'll also add in a little bit of compost. You do have to be careful that your compost is the right um level for seed starting. So oftentimes I just skip the compost and use that root inoculating bacteria. Um, and I mix them together and make sure it's very moist before I even sow my seeds. And what I do is I just empty that cube into like a big Rubbermaid tub and I'll use a hose and drench the soil so it's nice and wet. And then I just start packing cell trays um, you can inoculate at that point when you're mixing it all together, or you can actually spread the inoculant right over top of the seeds as you're sowing them. So I definitely stick to sowing one variety at a time um, so that I'm not crossing uh, seeds into different containers. And uh, I use a small Petri dish and I pour my seeds into it, especially the really small brassicas and things. Um and then I just sow them one at a time or certain varieties need two or three in a tray. They do better that way. So, um, yeah, and that's just basically the process. Now, most things I put on a heat mat, they don't need light to germinate most of the time. So under a heat mat, just near a window is fine. And then as things start to grow, you definitely want to put them under a light of some sort, uh, an artificial light, because a window is just not enough. Like I mentioned before, you want that full spectrum. So what my husband built for me a few years ago is a seed starting rack that I hang T9s, which are just those industrial shop lights on. Um, there's two bulbs to a light and I hang two lights. So four bulbs total um, on one rack. And I have my trays, four trays under two shop lights, basically. You can go with a plant light. They're a lot more expensive and I have not noticed a large difference. My process is basically I get things to where they're growing and they have their second set of leaves and by that time it's early May and my greenhouse is warm enough to be functioning as a hardening off house because my greenhouse is not heated. So um, the cold hardy things like greens and onions, if I'm not planting them out, by May 1st I can put them right in the greenhouse and um, shut my lights off if I need tomatoes and, and such. I wait another week, maybe May 7th, I'll put them out there because as I mentioned before, tomatoes and peppers can get stunted very easily by anything. They're very finicky. Um, and maybe you wouldn't notice stunting in the past, but what stunting looks like is delayed fruit. So Maybe you've started tomatoes in the past, they've been beautiful, um, and they've been nice and bushy and green inside, and you plant them out in the garden, and you wait, and you wait, and they still aren't really growing after they've been transplanted, and that's what stunting looks like. So they're alive, they appear to be okay, they just aren't putting on growth, and basically what they're saying is, burr, it's cold, my roots just got torn to pieces, and I'm just going to sit and chill here and regain my strength. So that is, um, in a nutshell, what seed starting looks for me, looks like for me. It's very simple. Um, the process is from cell tray and soil mix, 
planting and then you want to harden them off outside for a few days which means you're getting them used to the elements used to the temperature fluctuations things like wind and and all that so i hope that was helpful for you if you have any questions of course by all means contact me at sunnycovefarm.com I also teach local gardening classes. I believe I'll be having some at our farm and then maybe some other venues. So stay tuned. Follow us on our Facebook page at sunnycovefarm.com or facebook.com slash sunnycovefarm for more information. And I really hope to hear from you. I can't wait to see pictures of your garden and all the exciting things that spring brings. So stay tuned for next week, a new episode with Maria and myself. If you need to get a hold of Maria, you can find her at thrivinghealthnewyork.com. Have a great week, everyone.